Step to the 
this moment And I'm singing over you Yeah, I'm singing over you Hello everybody, welcome to Revolution Dove One Radio, this is Nikki, Aristotle, and you call me Tim, and you my name, I'm High Priest, and I'm Nazarite Jew. I run an article yesterday about what the debacle in Afghanistan, and what's happening, and how it's affecting America, I got my first response. Uh, Somebody finally listened and heard my call and plea, which is kind of odd to say the least that someone would hear me. Uh, I'm young to the commentating. I am a minister and high priest of uh, the Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries. I changed my name to make it more congruent. Um, I don't know what my future will be on here. Uh, but the main call out was to get people to realize what's going on. I made a post on my website not too long ago showing Afghan men, women, and children being airlifted out that are Americans. Uh, about 1,200 an hour being lifted out by Glenn Beck. Um, I'm going to read a verse, and I want you to contemplate what I'm reading here. It's very important. Give me a minute. Glasses are dirty. Okay, I'm going to read this verse from Matthew 18. It says, The disciples asked about the time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So what does the Father think is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Well, let's find out. Jesus called, Yeshua, called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn... From your sins and become like a little child you will never get into the kingdom of heaven so anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is 
welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. When sorrow awaits the world because in temptation of people's sin, temptations are inevitable, but the sorrow awaits for a person who does the tempting. So if your hands or foot calls you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into the eternal fire with both your hands and feet. And if your eyes cause you to sin, gouge it out, throw it away. It is better to enter eternal life with only one eye than to have one eye and be thrown into the fires of hell. It goes on to say, Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven the angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father or Abba. And he goes on talking about sheep and stuff like that. But I was just reading that context to get some understanding where the Heavenly Father, Yahuwah Yeshua, stands with children. Now, I'm going to read something that came up on my Facebook page. And I posted it on behalf of Glenn Beck. Um... And it actually came up on me. And it's, this was Glenn Beck. It says, Operation Nazarene Rescue Flights 3 have just taken off. Now, 1,200 Christians evacuated and flowing to safety. It has been a good day. Thank you for the outpouring of prayers and support because the power of one people will live. Wow. Thank you for donating to MercuryOne.org and the Nazarene Fund. America does care. America does not leave her own and the most vulnerable behind. We can do it as the power is with the people. We are America, not our government. When they can't do it, private citizens step to the plate. Don't miss tomorrow's radio cast on The Blaze TV. I wrote, I copied and pasted this so I could send it out. Um, what I wrote is I says, please donate to Glenn to help save Christians, both Americans and Afghanis. I'm asking this with a whole heavy heart. You can go to mercury1.org with the Nazarene Fund, at Nazarene Fund. He, he will have that there. You can find it. And don't miss his radio and podcast he does. Uh, this is the first time that I've actually seen this show up on me. Um, there was a little thing on it that said thank you for bringing it to his attention. Um, this was 10 hours ago. But he had a little caption on it that said thank you for bringing it to my attention. Um, which was a shock. I didn't expect it to be him actually. Here, here is a radio I'm going to run it down so you can hear it. We are so grateful. I had to uh, sign yesterday for a bridge loan uh, until we can get some of that money. Um, 
because we are we are renting airplanes and you don't you don't know how much fun it is to put your name down for a bridge loan on a 737 or 20. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, we we are uh, grateful. Uh, and I have to point out, Bill O'Reilly was on with us on, sat on uh, Friday. He never said anything about it except congratulations. And uh, Saturday, I found out that a donation had come through from a Mr. Uh, B. O'Reilly, mm. uh, and it was a significant donation, and I can't wow. thank him enough. You should know that that uh, he is part of uh, of you and doing the right thing. Now, let me give you a story. Now, I am not saying that this is a feeling that we at the Nazarene Fund uh, have noticed at all, um, but let me give you a story uh on what's what 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 might be happening according to one group of people that are trying to get planes out uh this is an exclusive from the daily caller uh the biden administration has been uh an impediment to the private effort to get people out of afghanistan says robert strike who's arranging privately chartered flights to get americans and vulnerable afghans out of the country the brits and the south africans have been awesome and heroic in getting people through the gate strike whose military uh, or sorry washington-based lobbying firm in 2017 paid by the government of afghanistan for u.s government affairs and commercial sector advice executive and legislative branch engagement blah 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 said there are dozens and dozens of times he has reached out to the administration and to the department of state and has yet to hear back now some would say others are engaging the senators uh, and uh, the pressure is starting to build on the State Department. And that's why if you go to my Instagram page, while you slept last night, two planes uh, from the Nazarene Fund landed and flew out 700 uh, passengers, women and children and families being boarded on that plane. You'll see them being boarded on that plane on my Instagram um, page. Do we have those by any chance? We don't have them yet. Um, I got them uh, very, very late last night and was just given permission to show them. They are on the ground now. But it has been uh, a really, really difficult thing to get the State Department to respond. The State Department has to give the other countries where the planes are landing permission. They have to say this is an American carrier and they are not human smuggling uh, and uh, and they're good to land. And all of the countries are waiting for that permission. And then they have they give you a window. So you have this window to take off and land. Well, OK, it's a really big deal for those of us on the ground who are taking all of the names, figuring out who is on. They have to be translated in multiple different languages. You know, it can't be the, the whole um, uh, manifest can't just be in English. It has to be in several different languages. It then has to be approved by the State Department, all of the names on board. Uh, then it has to be tied to the carrier, the, the tail number, 
And then it has to be tied to the same pilots and to the same stewards and stewardesses, anybody else working on the plane. Then it has to be tied to a country where it can be, where it can land. And we have to say where those people are going after that. So we have to get all of that information to the State Department and then have them approve it. And once they approve it, we only have like a five-hour window, something like that, to be able to get the plane onto the tarmac and then take off and get back. Otherwise, it expires. Well, we uh, up until yesterday, we've had uh, we've had one of those what uh, uh, one one of those uh, notices from the State Department. And what's weird is they gave it to us an hour after it had, had expired. That's helpful. Yeah, so it was very helpful. Very, very helpful. Um, they, we are on the phone with the State Department, and we are not getting any response, at least until we called a few senators. And I want to thank you for calling your senators yesterday. We could use more. We've had several uh, congressmen and senators step to the plate. Please call your senators and congressmen and tell them to ask the State Department what the hell they're doing. Um, I have a lot more to say on this, but I, I won't at this time. Let me just uh, read what the Daily Caller said. Uh, after reaching out to the White House, uh, Strike said he received a response acknowledging the request, but got no follow-up from the White House. What I'm witnessing every day is the very best and the very worst of America, he explained. I've seen the humanity of private citizens who are contracting me and pledging their time, monies, and in some cases their lives to bring our citizens and these African, uh, the, sorry, Afghan patriots out of harm's way, while at the same time personally experiencing the Biden administration's abject failure to protect its citizens and those Afghans that fought and worked alongside of us. It is morally reprehensible. It has been the U.S. private sector who has stepped up to save blood and treasure the Biden administration is leaving behind. Here's the thing. If we don't get safe passage, if we don't get the State Department and the administration to give us safe passage, then we can't do anything. You know, because we're worried about human trafficking. So we got to make sure that we get everybody on there who's who's on there. And quite honestly, I have no problem giving the names and the background checks to the State Department. We're prepared to do that. We do it. Uh, but, you know, if if we wanted to get somebody, let's say, across the border, which we would never do. But if we had, let's say, a friendly country there on one of the borders of Afghanistan, we can't even bring them across. Think of this. We can't bring people across the border to a country that says they will take them because the State Department won't give us permission to bring people across a border in Afghanistan. Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. We should point out, too, 
for those. And there's been some people who have brought this concern up. I think it's an appropriate concern to make sure that we're not bringing people who are unvetted to the yes. United States. Yes. And of course, the answer to that is they are vetted and they're not coming to the United States. So yeah, uh, it, those are those are legitimate concerns by people who have talked about this. However, there are concerns that were immediately addressed before this was even honestly even announced. Look at the pictures of the people that are getting onto our plane. You will see families. You will see moms, dads, and children mm -hmm. uh, getting onto the plane, right? Mm -hmm. Look at the people. Just search for some of the pictures of, of some of the people that were sitting there ready to get onto a C-131 yeah. transport. Different pictures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mainly men with no children and no wives. Uh, and again, that may, those may be the people who made up the assistance yeah. to our military. Could there would be. be some sense to that. Could but be. still, it could may, be. I, I have much more confidence in a private sector after operation doing the vetting than I do the U.S. They government under Joe Biden. can't count the number of people that they've put on board. We can. We can tell you exactly how many people have arrived at a host country and how many departed. I can tell you exact number. The Pentagon can't. How can you say you're vetting these people when you can't even count them? That doesn't make any sense. By the way, uh, you know, there's um, Saki had a, um, uh, an interesting statement yesterday. She made to Fox News about Americans not being stranded. I want you to hear this. Most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan. It's the way that he has ordered it to happen by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. Right? I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when I've said, when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand. Ah, okay. Okay. You know, what's weird is um, the people that are there feel stranded. Uh, the people that are there, you know, it's it's really interesting to me that um, a massive airlift, massive airlift, because, you know, these private planes, we can't get these private planes down on the tarmac because all those, you know, those big transport planes, they're coming and going all the time. And they got helicopters. Um, just so you know, we've had three three, count them, it's been a week, three U.S. military helicopters go out to save and rescue people. And, you know, don't worry about it. Americans can get through the gate. They're letting them through the gate. Then why did those three military helicopters fly less than 200 meters to go pick up 169 Americans? If it's so easy to get through the gate, why did we have to send Chinook helicopters 200 meters away from the gate? Tell me that. Why? These are lies that you are hearing. These are lies. By the way, I think we have, we have flown in the last week under 20 flights. 
under 20. We did two yesterday. We did two against all odds, two. In the last week, the American government has flown 20. What the hell is going on? By the way, with every passing day, it becomes more and more difficult to get out. Adam Schiff said yesterday, we're not going to be done by the 31st. White House is saying we're going to be done by the 31st. I don't trust either of them. However, I will tell you this. The Taliban warned us, warned us. It's a red line. President Biden told us August 31st would be the withdrawal of all of their forces so if they extend it, it means they are extending the occupation while there is no need for that. If they are to ask for additional time to continue evacuations, the answer is no, or they will. there will be consequences. <laughs> he said extending the deadline would create mistrust between us. We don't trust you, and you don't give us a red line. When is our president going to grow a set and do the right thing. All right. So there you go. The whole shenanigans. Now we got Blaze Media talking about outages erupt liberal liberal. Wake up. Writer says he dislikes Indian food, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not going to read this. It's just talking about somebody not liking Indian food and stuff. But there you go. What's currently going on? Our government's doing nothing. Biden. We've got a lot of Americans still needing airlifted, and they can't even get airplanes in to lift them. They have to go through the state, the state department to get permission, which is stupid. American people have to have permission to return home. There you go. So I'm gonna say, pray for Israel, pray for Jerusalem, pray for the Americans and those that helped us that are Afghani, that are Christian, and pray for our nation and pray that we get these people out. It's really needed. God bless, Yahuwah bless or God bless. Amen in Yeshua's name. I love you guys. Bye.